Yo, yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Come Get Your Flowers. I'm your host, Deon DeGenti, and I have some very special guests near and dear to my heart. These guys are more than my older cousins. These guys are like my, my older brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Kenneth Phillips and Eric Iheme in the building. What's up, y'all? What's going on, bro? What's going on, my guy? What's up, Brody? Hey, man, not much. I, like I said, I, I appreciate you guys just even taking the time out of y'all day to even chat with me, man. Like, you guys have been through, you guys are a huge part of my journey. I mean, since I was a kid and to see uh, you guys also grow as um, as successful young Black men, I, I just appreciate, you know, you guys even just doing this. You guys always inspired me uh, to keep striving for more. So thank you guys for being here. For sure. For sure, bro. So my first question to each of you is, uh, what is something that you guys have been feeling as of lately? It could be like a new song, an artist, movie, TV show, uh, activity, hobby. What is it something you've been feeling as of lately? I'm going to start with Kenneth. Oh, man. Uh, I say I just I really been kind of watching uh, Top Boy on Netflix. Um, yeah. That's kind of my my show right now. So. <laughs> I've been watching that. Um, I'm on the second on on when I'm on season two. I'm almost done with it, but uh, that's that's one of the things I've been um, been into as of late. Okay, okay, man's from the ends, isn't it? Okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. But uh, Phyllis, yeah, what man. about what about what about you? What, what's something you've been feeling as of lately? Hmm. Something that I've been feeling as of lately. Okay, got you. So there's this uh there's a show on um on Hulu. It's called Algiers America, and Eric's watched it too. It's yeah. basically about a uh predominantly black high school in New Orleans. Uh just to kind of about obviously it's about football and the success that they've had on the field, but it's also about a lot of the issues and things that they have to kind of overcome. Um, due to the circumstances of their community outside of the field. So it's, you know, I was talking to Erica about it. It's, it's yes, it's about football. And, you know, we all play football in high school and in college. So it's it's pretty dope to kind of see that aspect of it. But the, the stories behind, like, all the young men in high school and, you know, all the circumstances and things that they have to overcome just to be able to showcase their talent on the field is really inspiring and it's, it's really dope. Really dope watch. So I'm about halfway through. So I'll keep y'all posted on kind of how it ends. I think Eric already finished it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's I, dope. That's dope. Uh, and also, oh, my bad. Are you was about to go use the season? No, I was going to say everybody, if you got Hulu, you got to watch Algiers America for sure. And it's dope. Like, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're a powerhouse. They're a powerhouse in New Orleans. And, you know, it's – uh, you know, I think they win, ran the won the state championship four years consecutively, went the fifth to try to get like a five P, but it's such so much more than just football and the success that they've had on the field. It's you know how they got there, all the other things outside that are like it's crazy to think that these kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. So it's a really, really dope watch. That's dope. That's dope. And trust me, we're going to talk more about you guys football careers and journeys uh, um, more into this podcast. But um, Eric, what's something you've been feeling as of lately? Um, man, if we're going to keep it back on the shows, I mean, um, you know, uh, I'll probably, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually talk about a book. Actually, I got this book I've been reading called the uh, it's about the 
the story of the black QB It's written by an ESPN writer. Um, basically he talks about the history of the black quarterback in the NFL. And um, basically, you know, as black folks, we've unfortunately had racism at every turn in the history in this country. And he just basically talked about, you know, the most popular position in all of sports and just talking about the history of the black quarterback. Um, he, you know, goes from like the first black quarterback to ever start to the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl and brings it all the way to present day with Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, all those guys. So that's what I've been reading right now. Um, and just kind of just basically just 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 kind of chapping in a little bit of the history. And of course, it's tied in a little bit to sports, but it's, it's, it's a dope read so far. So no, that's fire. That's that's really dope. Um, and so continuing with you, Eric, like, could you talk to me about like the earliest childhood memory that you've had with Phillips and the candidates separately? What's the earliest childhood memory that you have of both of them? Oh, man. Um, man, we're going to take it. I mean, I think my earliest memories with probably Phillips. Man, we're probably taking it all the way back to like, man, early 90s. I mean, I think my earliest memories of Phillips are probably like, oh, man, where do I start, man? Like, I mean, I remember just like having to go out and just do the normal things that kids do, or at least we did, was, you know, um, uh, mowing the grass on the weekends, you know, what oh I mean? my like God. real early memory. And like, for whatever reason, we were real little out here trying to push these mowers and, uh, yeah, you know, our, that was just our job. So, you know, Kendall was, wasn't, either he was real small, wasn't born yet, but we'd be out there on Saturday pushing the mowers, edging, you know, <laughs> bagging up the Bagging up the uh, full service landscape <laughs> in, elementary, in elementary yeah, school. I might have been. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking it back. I mean, we child labor laws. First, first, <laughs> third grade. I mean, he's three years behind me. So if I'm eight years old, he's five. You know what I mean? Like, like that was like probably one of my earliest memories. If it's uh, that's probably my earliest memory. Just like just doing those chores, and we we're the you know the two boys in the house at the time. So. That was our thing. Um, of course, you know, you can go, we can take it to other memories, but like earliest memories, like, man, just Saturdays trying to get the lawnmower started, really. Yeah. That's that's something that just that comes to mind. Um uh for for Kenneth, to be honest, earliest memory of Kenneth, like shoot, I remember the I remember meeting him in the hospital for the first time, to be honest. Like yeah, I, I was I was in first grade, and uh, you know we went to the hospital. Mom had uh, three babies, triplets, and uh, we were really excited because we already had a sister. So when they were born, the triplets it became three and three. Mm -hmm. So I really actually remember going to the hospital. My mom pointed out Kenneth was baby A. Yep, you know, I remember that. You know, Crystal was baby C. Uh, Chelsea was baby B, and uh, and Crystal was baby C. So I remember like. That was my first memory of Kenneth, to be honest. And then it was kind of like, okay, that's my little brother. He was so small. And you know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that takes me back. And that's that's almost, that's been a while. Yeah. Uh, funny you say it. Funny you say that lawn mowing up. And I see why Phyllis is laughing because one of the few things I hated doing in you guys' house was trying to mow the lawn. I hated yeah. that. That shit was terrible because I never mowed no damn lawn in my life. So yeah, trying man. to figure out how to mow a lawn was was terrible. But moving on, uh, Phyllis, what would you say your earliest memory of Eric and Candid are? Um, so I would say like some of my earliest memories of Eric. Um, I remember when we were younger, like he used to watch us a lot. He used to like uh, 
uh, I guess like babysitters, like in-house babysitting. Like my parents would maybe run somewhere real quick and, you know, my mom and be like, hey, you know, Eric's going to watch y'all. We're going to go do whatever. Um, so those are probably my earliest memories of Eric. But, you know, m- maybe something a little bit more detailed. Like we used to me and Eric used to play a lot when I was in like I would say like kindergarten. You know, when I was in elementary school and he was in elementary school, we used to play like we used to watch cartoons together. We would like pretend to be like all these, you know, cartoon duos and stuff like that. And those are those are really cool. Um, those are really great memories. And then I'll probably say some of my first memories of Kenneth. Um, I don't really remember. I I vaguely remember being at the hospital when they were born. At that time, I was I was four. So it wasn't I, I vaguely remember that. Um, but I would probably say I was I was three when they were born. Yeah. Three, 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 three turning on three turning four. Mm-hmm. So but I do remember. So when the triplets were born, Whitney and Eric were uh, they were in elementary school. So they were during the day, like when my mom was on maternity leave and the triplets would be at home. Um, uh, Whitney and Eric would be in school. And they would be out of the house and it would just be me hanging out with these triplets. And we just I'd just be on the I'd be on the floor playing with them, playing the games and stuff like that. So just kind of I remember hanging out with them a lot at home. My mom um, was at home with the the triplets a lot. So just really just kicking it in the early days, hanging out and just, you know, just enjoying just being young, I guess. Yeah. Kenny, what about you? What was your earliest memory of your older brother's? Oh, my earliest. Uh, hmm. I mean, I I guess I could just go back to like um, like childhood, like, you know, playing outside and just like, you know, playing, going back to sports and stuff, because that's always like been a big thing with, you know, all of us going up. So, you know, I would definitely say just, you know, I remember like starting football, you know, getting you know, full pads, helmet, you know, shoulder pads, didn't have a jersey. So I had like, I think I had either Phillips or Eric's just like big t-shirt like over my shoulder pads. And, you know, like, yeah, so it was like, and then like, um, you know, of course we had practice that we went to, but then we would, you know, go back home and we'll be in like the front yard, we'll be in the backyard and like full pads, like, you know, like tackling each other, like, you know, playing, throwing the ball around, running around. But, like, you know, that's something you don't see. You don't really see, like, little kids playing in the front yard in full pads. But yeah, um, I would definitely say that's definitely a memory that I have. Both of them just, you know, those days of just being in the front yard, just playing ball, just, you know, outside all day, playing basketball three-on-three three with the siblings and things like that. So I definitely say those are just some good memories that I have, you know, from my childhood. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And you just mentioned football. Uh, and speaking of football, obviously, as you guys were born in Wichita, Kansas, uh, and you three separately made, like, I guess you could say, yeah, a name for yourselves early by playing football, you know, in high yep. school and college. So what made each of you guys want to start playing the sport? <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Eric. I mean, my story is a little bit different than my younger brothers because I actually, you know, started playing football late. I didn't start playing until high school. Um, my first love is actually basketball. Um, oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I didn't play football as a child or well, as a kid, as a young child. Like, so honestly, when I got to high school, you know, it was kind of one of those things like the way my body was kind of developing, um, 
my friends were playing. And then, of course, you know, watching my brothers play, it was kind of like, well, you know, maybe, you know, you should try something else besides basketball, you know. So um, with my brothers playing, my friends playing it's high school, you know, that's what a lot of my, you know, friends groups, that's a lot, a lot of what my friends were doing. So, you know, I started playing football in high school. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's that's my journey. And that's kind of what made me start playing, um, partially inspired by how well my little brothers were doing, but partially just because, you know, um, wanted something to kind of keep me active and, you know, something that you kind of usually kind of did in high school, if you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I remember I used, I think the first time I went to Kansas, I you had like a lot of VHS tapes or, yeah, a lot of tapes or like DVDs of you playing. So I, I was, and then I, you know, saw the big jersey. So it was kind of like, I was thinking like, damn, you was probably doing this your whole life. I didn't know you started in high school at all. Uh, I, was, I was late to the game, late to the game. Late to the game. I feel you, I feel you. Kenny, well, uh, talk to me uh, about what made you want to play, start playing the sport. Um, yeah, honestly, I would say I, I, I did um, like start like Diddy basketball first. I played like what, a year or two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like I, I guess as a as a kid, like I was, you know, I was pretty fat. I was small, like for my like my age group, but I was, I was always like pretty fast and, you know, could hold my own. Um, and then, uh, Phillips, he started football, uh, with the Bulldogs. He had a, he had a friend, um, that kind of, you know, introduced him to like, you know, the Bulldogs in the game and everything like that. So after that, uh, I don't know how many, if it was a year or two, but, or the next year when I started, but when I went uh, second grade, um, is when I started, um, and then I just instantly just kind of just, you know, found a love for the game. Um, you know, it was real competitive, you know, if you know anything about the Bulldogs of Wichita, it's not like no, you know, soft league, like, you know, it's tough. Like everybody, everybody can't, you know, play for the Bulldogs, but like, um, that was kind of how my journey started just from, first, second grade, um, then all the way to college and things like that. But, yeah, I definitely say um, after my brother played in the league for a year or so, and then I was just like, yeah, I I'm, yeah. I think it's a good idea for me to join too. And then with basketball, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to be tall. So that definitely was out. Of, that was definitely out of the picture. So, yeah. you know, that's, 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 that's just the route I went. Yeah, no, nah, and Kenneth is right. Trying to play football, especially in Wichita, is, is difficult, okay? I did one session, and I could not do it. I don't know how y'all did it. <laughs> I could not do it. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that day, Dion. We took you to practice with Kenneth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do y'all want to, for the audience that's listening, do you want to explain to the my my first day at practice? Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind you guys sharing the story. I'm no longer embarrassed by that. I'm just saying. All I know is there was never a bigger contrast than you and Kenneth growing up because Kenneth was very short and you were very tall and very thin. I think y'all might have probably been the same weight, honestly. But oh, yeah, like, probably <laughs> so, I don't know. Probably it was, so. You was probably practicing on other field, but I remember when they had them run at the end. I was like, bro, Dion, you were all legs, bro. <laughs> this is your first time really getting out there, probably doing some athletic activity. And Kenneth is over here running around like Speedy Gonzalez, and just Dion is just like running and just so. Yeah. Cool. 
That boy Dion was trying to go home, man. bad. That boy was not an outside. Was not an outside kid. And that boy in the I was I was an outside kid, just not to the level of sports. All right. I was right. I I was not I was not in that level. Yeah. I was definitely I was helpless. Definitely helpless. Phyllis will swear up and down. This not ha- this is not ha- this did not- it didn't happen, but you're, I, you're about to tell this lie. But I'm will, not I'll about to tell a lie. This is no these are no <laughs> listen, lies here. Listen, can it, can it, can it, can it, can it put me in the, put me in culture? Listen, there's no lies. Go ahead, tell it, and I'll let Kenneth I'll let so, so I was I was you know doing the football practice with Kenneth, and you know, obviously I was make I was making a fool of myself because I did not know any drills, I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I see Phillips. I see Phillips. So I walk up and I say, yo, what's up, Phillips? Or I say, hey, Phillips, whatever the case may be. And he said, don't call me Phillips, call me coach. I swear up, I swear on everything, he told me that. And Phillips to this day will say I did not, he did not say that. My thing, okay, well, first of all, I, I never saw this. Um, but my only my only take from the call me coach thing is is how the football camp was set up like even the older you know the six seven eighth grade eighth graders you know the the older guys like which would be you know phillips yeah you was in eighth grade i I think at the time so but even then like they weren't you know coaching up like the younger players like first second third fourth grade so that's I don't think I was he was. Like, I don't think I don't Phyllis know. was being serious though. It was just more so. I think he was more so I, of a joke. I think you might have confused some other body, somebody else you thought looked like Phyllis. So no, here's, no. Here's, here's that's that's the, the only thing. Are, thing. For, for the people who aren't familiar, look up the Wichita <laughs> Golden Bulldogs. If y'all ever heard of Barry Sanders, legendary Hall of Fame running back, he played for the Wichita Golden Bulldogs. The game field is called Barry Sanders Football Field. This was a no nonsense program. How in the hell am I going to tell you to call me coach? And I'm in, I'm out there with you getting killed right next to you. <laughs> I didn't see you. I didn't see you. I didn't, I'm going to be real. I did not see Phyllis practice. I was in, I was in eighth grade. So I was literally still participating in the program. It was my last year because it's a, after you get to high school, you play at your high school in Wichita. So it wasn't that type of, pro- I was not a coach's kid. I wasn't like, it was not that type of program. So like Eric said, Maybe you heard somebody else say that, but there's absolutely no way that that would have came out of my mouth because I was literally dying right next to you. Talking about, but do you, but do you, do you, do you remember me coming up to you and saying, well, hey, Phillips? No, no, not, not at, at all. all. No. All right. No. But if you did, look, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't re- I don't even remember this event, but I yeah. guarantee you, I never would have told you, call me coach. Cause I was in eighth grade. I was still in the program. So Chuchu, you know, because you was out there, these cats did not play any type of game. You know what I mean? Uh, so they did I, not. I, I, I wouldn't be out there playing around with you like that. We were we was not about that life. The Bulldogs <laughs> was like a no nonsense football team. I promise you. Anybody, anybody who knows, look it up. Like, bro, this is a. They did not play them type of game. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say officially then. I'm gonna dead. I'm a dead. I'm a dead. The uh, I'm a dead it now officially. Accusations. I, that you, accu- false accusations. There were hashtag false accusations. Man. <laughs> accusations. False <laughs> accusations. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll dead it. I'll dead it. But uh, since um, I'm talking to you, Phyllis, um, talk to me about uh, what made you want to start playing the sport as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar to like Eric and True. Um, I I 
played a little bit of basketball kind of growing up. I actually played baseball too for a year. All right. Uh, okay. In Wichita, in Wichita, like the the Pee Wee Basketball League was called Biddy Basketball back in the day. And pretty much everybody started playing Biddy Basketball. This is before like AAU and all this other stuff that you know the kids are doing now. Biddy basketball was the league. Like if you was anybody and you hooped, you was a Biddy Basketball hoop star. Um Anyway, so I, I played a little bit of basketball, played baseball. I even played flag football. And um, I don't know, I always wanted to play football. Like tackle football was just something I thought would have been that I thought would have been really fun to join. I had a homie that I went to elementary school with. He was already playing for the Bulldogs. And I was like, hey, hey, uh, um, you know, where do y'all be practicing at? Can you give me the phone number of the coach, this and the third? Uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but um, went out there and we were naturally bigger, stronger kind of kids. So football for us was just one of those sports where everybody who we went to school with who was like us played football. I mean, and our parents are, you know, Nigerian. We're first generation. They don't know nothing about, you know, American football. So it was kind of like a learning opportunity and experience for everybody. I think after. I got started playing tackle football. Then Eric started getting get Eric got started. Choo Choo got started. Um, and it was just something that I always found it fun. I feel like I was, you know, naturally good at it. Uh funny story is when I went out there for the first practice to go um the during the summer, this is the summer after elementary school. So I'm practicing with these other kids, and I feel like every kid had been playing football for their entire life, right? So I'm like this first generation Nigerian kid. I ain't never don't know much about football other than what I've seen on TV. Mm-hmm. But I get out there, similar to like you when you were out there, you were like head spinning. I don't know what y'all talking about. Talking about yeah. run here, tackle this, the whistles, blah, blah, blah. And I'm out there and probably like, you know, some probably some cotton shorts and you know, whatever whatever shoes that I found in the garage. And, yeah. And he was like, hey, when you come back the next day, um, you should probably go buy some football cleats. And I'm like, where do you buy football cleats at? And then I remember he was talking to my mom and he said, you can buy them at any uh, sports authority store, sports retail store. And my mom, she took me to like Salvation Army. Cause I don't, I think at the <laughs> time she, she didn't know if this is something that I was going to like kind of stick with. Yeah. And we kind of grew up, you know, we, we kind of had humble beginnings. So we were like, okay, let's go get something that you can maybe use for now. And tell me why she actually bought me track spikes. And they was like some fly Nike track spikes. But I oh, get out, wow. I got these football cleats on them. I thought were football cleats. So I get out there the next day. I got my little my football cleats and I'm out here running around. They was Nikes. I thought I was fly. And he was like, where'd you get these from? And I was like, uh, I got these from the Goodwill, which is the same thing as Salvation Army. Yeah. Like. These aren't football cleats. These are track spikes. So <laughs> to this day, me and my mom, that's still kind of like a little bit of a running joke because it was it just kind of showed like how it was new for everybody. It was new for the family, new for us. And I thought they was fly. I bet you if I still had those track spikes, they were like black track spikes, cloth, uh, white Nike sign. They looked like they was fly. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of just kind of laugh at. Um, but then after that, obviously, after we kind of get started, got started and Eric was playing, Choo Choo was playing, like we just all like kind of like as a family just continued to elevate our game. And it just became like a like a family passion. But, you know, definitely kind of took a little bit of a time for us to get introduced into it. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, you guys like I feel like you guys really created like a legacy, you know, in terms of even that, especially with you, Phillips and you too, Kenneth, you know, you were a beast in college. I, I was 
I've been seeing you, and obviously I'm seeing Phillips and Eric come to your games. Um, but starting with you, Phillips, like, you know, you, you, I mean, talk about that team you had with Aaron and um, Doorknob. I only know him by Doorknob. I don't Man, know his real name. Dorian, Dorian Dorian, shout out to Dorian. But um, yeah, Man, like, yeah. you guys, from what I heard when uh, we were, you know, when you were getting married, like, you guys had yeah. a historic team. Like, talk yeah. to me about that team and, like, Man, listen, that team, that 2013 <laughs> was the best team in school history. Listen, yeah, I mean, they was cool. Hey, relax, relax. <laughs> you, talking you talking to me? Look, we didn't, we actually got, um, so we have been playing together for years since freshman, fresh, since our freshman year of uh, high school. And Dorian actually was playing varsity as a freshman. So that's how, that's how good he was. So, um, Man, my high school football years were so fun, man. We had really kind of came up the ranks with each other. A lot of us have been playing together since even before that because we all played at different – in Wichita, there's no middle school team. So where you go to school, mm. football is not a sport offered in middle school. So all oh, of us wow. kind of, all of us played, you know, essentially like on club teams, which, you know, we played for the Bulldogs, but there was other teams that a lot of, you know, kids played for that were really, really good. And then by the time we got to high school, it was like all these different teams, you know, all these little peewee rivalries kind of linked up to create like, you know, uh, really talented um, high school football teams. So anyway, so like me, Dorian, Aaron, uh, my homeboy, Dwayne, um, just so many of us uh, on that 09 height squad. But we were that defense. Look it up. Legendary all state defensive tackle for you know for the listeners who want to look me up. Uh, so, <laughs> but it was we ended up we didn't win state, so we, we thought we were going to be like the uh, we actually lost in the playoffs, so we thought we were going to be uh, one of that. Was that would that have been the first state championship? Yeah, Kenneth actually in school. Won no, I'm talking about in school history if we had won it. Yeah, your heights never won a football. Yeah, game. so you're terrible to Wheeler. Got yeah, that. so basically, every, every year the goal was like, hey, we can bring football. Even though Wichita is kind of like a, you know, depending on who you talk to, like it can be kind of, you know, a, it's a smaller community. A lot of people maybe haven't heard of it if you're not from like kind of like the center part of the U.S. But Wichita has athletes, athletes. You can look at them up all the way to the all the way to NFL level, big college names. Um, I'm talking about basketball and football, you know, Wichita State, KU. Um, you know, Wichita State doesn't have a football program, but, you know, there's a lot of dogs that play uh, that came out of Wichita. So it was it was really fun, you know, just be competing against people who we a lot of them that we've known our whole entire lives. We weren't able to kind of deliver that, you know, first school uh, state championship. But I don't care who you talk to. This is a debate that I will die on this hill. We had one of the best defenses in school history. <clears throat> We would have kicked Eric's team. We would have definitely whooped Choo Choo's team, and that's a fact. That's an absolute lie. But I'm yeah, that. Hey, cut the tape. Hey, cut the tape. <laughs> Men lie, women lie. Numbers, hey, numbers don't. So, so wait. If I'm not mistaken, you guys said that Kenan brought home a championship. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, we, so, we brought home the hardware. You know, somebody had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenan. Tell me about that that season for you guys and bringing home that state championship. Because I didn't know this at all that you guys did bring home a state championship for your school. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so when Phillips was a senior, I was a freshman. So honestly, like his team, you know, his senior year, I say to my senior year, like, I mean, it kind of just like, you know, 
we picked up right where they left off. So, um, yeah, I mean, even his team, everybody thought they were going to go to, you know, stay and win. Uh, like you said, they lost in the playoffs. Then the year after that, my sophomore year, um, did go to state, lost. Um, um, then my junior year, went back, uh, we won. Then my senior year, we went back again and we lost. Um, but, I mean, like Philip was saying, like, you know, a lot of the guys we play with Little League, you know, and then also, you know, playing all those years in high school. So there's just like a lot of team chemistry. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of guys, you know, hang out outside of uh, football, outside of school. And then, you know, there's other sports, like some play basketball together, some ran track together. Um, so there's just like a lot of chemistry. So <clears throat> when it came to the games and it came to put everything together and, you know, we did have a lot of talent, you know, a lot of guys that were fast, you know, big guys. Um, and then I would say, you know, Throughout the league, we did have, I'd say, one of the better coaching staffs as far as just like coaches that, you know, knew what they were talking about, knew what they were doing and, you know, putting us in a position to, you know, be great. And, you know, even Eric's team, like, they they were crazy too. Like, they had a run. Yeah, he'll, he'll talk about it. Um, but, I mean, overall, Overall, you know, we did have the best team. You know, we pretty much ran the city for a while. You know, that, like I said, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Hey, but man, I mean, talk uh, about it. And does it fit? Title games ain't no joke, bro. I mean, I'll give it to you, man. That's not no joke. Yeah. And, and that's also, too, like, I wanted to ask Kenneth, like, especially bringing a championship home, did it feel like, validating for you because of the fact that you know obviously your older brothers play football uh but you were really the only one out of the three to really bring that hardware home like did that feel validating for you like man i really did this like our team did it and I, you know like how did that feel yeah, for I, mean, I mean it felt good of course um but it wasn't just like i feel like i bring the hardware home because you know like like i said like even eric's team like you know philip's team's like they really, you know, laid down the foundation, really, you know, and, like, set that tone because a while Heights, uh, our high school football was, like, trash. Like, they, they were not good. So, like, you know, like, Eric's team, like, they set the tone. And then, like, Phillip's team, like, they set the tone. And so it's, like, I, I was seeing that growing up, like, even – you know, as I'm playing Little League my freshman year, I'm on the sideline with, you know, with them. You know, I'm just getting a feel for everything, like how everything is, the environment, you know, going on home games, road games, you know, that locker room environment. So it was kind of just like, you know, setting that foundation and then like picking up like where they left off. So when we did win, like, you know, I felt like, you know, you know, we shit, we all got us one, you know, like. And yeah. then, you know, especially being, you know, the last, you know, of the brothers, you know, I'm like, you know, at least, hey, you know, we, we left it with some, you know, so yeah. That's it was kind of like nice. that. It was, it was kind of like that type of feeling, you know, and then they were always at my games. I was at their games. So, you know, it was just kind of one of the things that kind of just came around like full circle, I'd say. Uh, so throughout, go this ahead, time period, throughout this time period, you have to understand, like, their – since we have a big family and, you know, we're all relatively close in age, there wasn't any time when any one of us wasn't playing for this squad from, from Eric, what year did you start high school? 2000. Yeah. So two, from 2002 to 2011, 
There was always yeah. one of us playing. There was always one of us playing because Eric was in high school for four years. And then when Eric graduated, because I, I was lifting weights with Eric and his teammates when I was in eighth grade. Oh, and, wow. and, and I started, and then Chuchu was doing the same thing with me. He was coming around, like, kind of getting a little bit of a head start on what, you know, because when you go to from peewee or middle school, anything to, like, high school or high school to college, or co- there's always such a, a learning curve. And, you know, the, the speed of the game is different. The the kids are bigger. And, you know, so from that time period to all the way when Chuchu graduated, there was always one of us playing for high tie, which was really cool. I you know thought about that. Like, ten, for 10 years straight, one of us was on the team. Yeah. You're straight. That's Back. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's probably that's that's called creating a legacy, man. Honestly, I mean, and I feel like you guys have uh watching you guys growing up have always you guys have not only created a legacy together as brothers, but also separately. But um moving, I want to do something fun with you guys. I wanna I wanna see um I just wanna see what you guys' thoughts are. Uh and I must it's for everybody, and I'm gonna start with Phillips. I need you to name me your top five athletes of all time. In no order, and it could be from any sport. Top five athletes of all time. Mm, you got to come back to me. I got to think about that. Any sport? About that? any sport, yeah. too. I was going to do football, but it's because of the fact that I didn't even know you guys did many sports. I mean, like yeah, you said, you yeah, did football. Yeah. You and Eric did basketball. You guys have done multiple sports. So, I mean, if y'all... It, Eric, do you, you got something for me? Top five? I mean, I mean, just also shoot, we're gonna have to go. Ooh, man. All top, right. no order. Let's, uh, I mean, LeBron is there. Um for sure. I gotta put uh top five. Oh man. Allen Iverson's in my top five. Uh, yeah, Allen Iverson. I got Allen Iverson in my top five. Uh are we talking just like personal favorite, not about yeah, Allen. you're you're top five. You're okay. top Personals, five, no hey, order. Personal, okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to personal. throw Reggie Bush in there. Okay. Like one of my favorites, like when I was in high school, Reggie Bush was that guy. Um, like she's favorite at top five. God damn. Okay. So um, right now you got Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Reggie Bush. You got two man. more. Dude, man. God dang, bro. Hey, somebody else throw something in there. I can't dog. I got I'm I'm I got hockey way hold on. Childhood hero, Hakeem Olajuwon for sure. Um Houston Rockies legend, Nigerian great. I gotta put him in there. Yep. Uh, I need somebody else that plays football. See, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta come. I got. I'm trying to think of that fourth, fifth one. That fifth one, Kenny. You got your five. Oh yeah, I would definitely. I I have LeBron on there. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, I was. I'm gonna go with uh, Usain Bolt. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking about this. I got some time to think. Um, I'm going to go with Serena. Okay. All right. See, I was waiting for someone to say Serena. Um, Damn, that's good. Olympic. I'm going to go with Michael Phelps. Okay. Man, dude, go. And then I'm going to go with football. Um, got it. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson. Right. Wow, that you okay. that was a that was a good variety. I ain't gonna lie, that was a good variety. Okay, all right. I think as far as like what they did for sports, their careers, like their longevity, like yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And you got your fifth? 
Yeah, I would say a lot of the same. Um, I would say Braun, of course, AI. I mean, when I was, I'm old enough yeah. to really live through everything that AI, because a lot of people, especially the young cats, they're like, you know what AI brought to basketball? They, they weren't even around like that. So yeah. seeing the league, you know what I mean? Like, and that's like also like cats my age talking about Jordan. I wouldn't really, I mean, I was alive, but we was, mm. we was barely yeah. even talking, you know, yeah. I mean? when, when, you know, Mike was, you know, doing a lot of what he was doing. And like, by that time, like, okay, we was, we were barely even in school. Mm-hmm. So I would say LeBron, AI, oh, okay, uh, obviously, um, Hakeem and mm-hmm. then Floyd. So okay. we didn't, we didn't okay. really grow up. Yeah. At least, I mean, I speak for myself, but I know we, we didn't really grow up like, boxing fans watching the championship fights but i feel like it's something that as we've gotten older has been something that we really enjoy watching the fights following boxers all of the you know kind of championship fights backstories who's who like it's a sport that i've really really i'll probably say behind like football and basketball i'll say boxing is up there too like tracking all the fights you know pound for pound list stuff like that and obviously what floyd was did for the sport has opened the door for so many great talented fighters, especially like the art of the possible handling your business, being able to kind of take care of the business of boxing and then also being entertaining like Floyd as a, as a person, not really kind of talking about that, but just what he's done to really revolutionize the sport. And he's black. You know what I mean? Like it's like without, without uh, Floyd, you know, Gervonta Davis, might not be, you know, to the level that he is right now. So I Floyd is definitely on my list too. Okay. And who's your fifth? My fifth? Um, I'll put the late great on there, Kobe Bryant, R.I.P. Yes, sir. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, Floyd revolutionized the sport, but I know he cannot spell revolutionized, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> at all. At all, <laughs> that nigga can't spell revolutionize at all. Uh, Eric, do you have your fifth? <laughs> man, come oh, on, man, don't do Floyd like that, man. Man, That's my it. fifth one, ooh. honestly, man, ooh. go ahead and say Magic Johnson, old head. That <laughs> nigga, man. Man. Bill Russell. <laughs> Man, honestly, this is, this is a little favorite athletes. I, I mean, honestly, I probably won't have to put Lamar Jackson on there, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Lamar Jackson, wow. Now, Lamar is young, I like honestly. That. But I like Lamar, that. Has, Lamar has some things on his resume that nobody can say. <laughs> like, this dude's one of only two unanimous MVPs in the history of the NFL. That's Him true. and Tom Brady, that's the list. You know what I'm saying? He won a freaking Heisman Trophy at 19 years old. He was doubted every way of, and this in context, this is part of the book that I'm reading too. But he was doubted every single step of his career. You know, yep. he went to he went to Louisville as a quarterback. The reason why he went to Louisville and not Miami and Alabama and all the other schools because they all wanted him to play wide receiver, and that's something that every black young athletic quarterback has heard. It's a legendary story. He went to Louisville his first summer there. Some coach decided to. Because Bobby Petrino, the coach at the time, promised his mother he was going to play quarterback. That's it. They basically, he some coach decided, um, Lamar, go catch some punts. He caught a punt. He called his mom. His mom called Coach Petrino. And that was the last time Lamar ever caught anything at Louisville. 
Like he went to the NFL. They told him to play wide receiver. The all these GMs, Bill Poley and the GM of the Colts at the time, he's too slim. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield is two inches shorter. Like it just just the hate that he got just coming up. He's always been true to himself. And now he's the highest paid player in the NFL. Like That's true. Uh, I'll put him up there and maybe like my fifth fifth B will probably be Colin Kaepernick. Just the fact that he threw his whole career away for the culture and just for for people in general. Like again, some his on the field uh his on the field achievements aren't comparable to quote unquote the greatest of all time. But as far as my favorite athletes, he's definitely on that list for me. So let, let me throw one more back in there that probably yeah. nobody and this is not about what they've done professionally. This is just kind of personally. Willis yeah. McGahey at Miami. Oh, yeah. Choo -choo, I forgot you didn't oh, want to put stop, Willis McGahey. Stop playing. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I thought about that one. I mean, nah, right, that's yeah. just kind of like selfishly, you know, like some somebody we really enjoy watching, like Willis McGahey breaking all them rushing records at Miami. And then him <clears throat> essentially having the same, what was that, 2003? He blew his knee out in the same way I did, like ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus completely just wrecked his knee and he was able to come back and have like you know a respectable professional career but like this dude willis mcgahey was insane at miami and it was so fun to watch i think watching miami in the early 2000s was some what? of our first memories of watching football together football. Like, yeah, definitely like all definitely. three of us you know what I mean? So like those that was those, what, the Fiesta Bowl or man, like, it was. Yeah. I mean, we were watching that at Ken home. Dorsey. I mean, Sean yeah. Taylor. Like those, those, those are my those are my early like elementary years. So it's like Patrick like, like, I mean, yeah, those Miami teams, man, dog. They, you couldn't tell me what guys. I mean, and then he came back and still played in the league for like you know a, a decade, years, a decade, a decade, or whatever it was. So. That that's like a little personal, like man, watching Willis yeah. McGahee at Miami just light it up on the field, man. Miami, Shout out to Willis McGahee, man, for real. That's dope. I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I, usually, when I ask people for top fives, I don't try to I don't try to let them. I'm gonna do it myself. Overall athletes, I'm gonna say obviously the late great Kobe. Uh, watching him play uh, was I mean it was second to none to be honest. Um, LeBron James to me is like. I mean, I didn't get to watch Jordan. Obviously, I saw the hot. Once you see, obviously, once you see highlights of Jordan, you realize, okay, like I understand why he's the greatest. I understand, but in terms of someone that I watched growing up, it was LeBron. Like I've been watching LeBron like pretty much most of my most of his career. Yeah. So like to see who he see him still play at that level, twenty years. Like, uh, yeah, man, you gotta give it to him. Um, Serena Williams, clearly. I mean, what yeah. she's done for the sport um, is unprecedented, and there'll probably never be another. And I'm going to be real, man. For it's, – I'm going to say Steph, man. I'm going to say Steph. I, I know people – I know how people feel about him in, in terms of, like, he may not be the most athletic, but he revolutionized – how people play the game of basketball. Anybody who argues, anybody who argues, nobody can argue stuff. They just, they just want to argue. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Anybody he literally has like, changed basketball. Yeah. Period. Steph There's is, no debate. Like he's, he's, he's in the history. changed the way the game is played. Yeah. Like like impact on the game. Like the way Shaq changed yeah. the way basketball was for a time. The way yeah, Steph that's crazy. Yeah, that's game. crazy to say. That's crazy to say because like, like, we really witnessed like him change the game like within like what. 10 years, 
Yeah, only been in the league since 2014. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's get it to, like, 2013. But, That's yeah. definitely a good answer. I don't know. I don't yeah. know who you be to, but. Yeah, they nobody just, can argue with that, man. This one argue. <laughs> the, the fifth one is. A guy where I'm not the biggest football fan. I know the basis. I know the in and out. I know yeah. who is who. But if there's one guy I always enjoyed watching anytime I caught a game when I was young, and I feel like he's like the AI of football, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is Michael Vick. Michael right. Vick, man, oh, yeah. dog. I've only owned one football game my whole life, and that was that NFL, whatever cover he was on, on Madden. Madden, o, Madden 04. Oh, my God. That, like, picking his team is basically cheating. Like, you're basically cheating. <laughs> if yeah, you, you can play with Michael Vick. You can't play the Falcons, bro. You're basically cheating. Uh, <laughs> that was the only NFL game. I Well, actually, two NFL guys. I had that and then NFL Street. I think two. But... Yeah. Yeah, like Michael Vick to me, like I've always, I will always like enjoy him um, watching whenever I caught a game, wherever my dad, if my dad was playing or playing a NFL, like the way he was, he was just so cool. He was like literally the coolest guy to me on in football at that time. So like, yeah, that would be my five like favorite I, athletes. I remember, I remember being like, you have to realize like, what Michael Vick was what the first NFL player to get a signature shoe. Like this, Michael Vick was larger than life, and like I'm also old enough to remember like being kind of in my like it was a teenage years and going mm-hmm. like going to the mall and stuff like Michael Vick was everywhere, bro. Cardboard cutouts, the shoes, the 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 commercial, the merch, and I remember going to the mall right after the whole scandal and everything kind of unraveled. All of it was gone. It was like, yeah, it was so eerie because you have to like really kind of go back and be like, this dude, Michael Vick was the biggest athlete on the planet for it, like that time period. Mm-hmm. And then literally overnight stripped him of everything. And I'm not here to like, say that it wasn't justified or anything like that. But I'm just saying like this dude, it was just like the the rise and fall literally overnight it was crazy bro like going to the mall i remember finish line foot locker all the michael vick life-size cardboard cutouts everywhere crazy bro yeah you know what's funny too about michael vick one thing i will give him credit for and he's i feel like and i mean i could be wrong he's one of the few athletes that like after that scandal happened he continued to do the work outside of it and he still does it whereas like he will still go out and be like listen this, that, that, and the third, like, yeah, he's one of the few athletes that, you know, obviously, yeah, man. whatever happened, happened, but he continues to put in the work to yeah. let people know, like, hey, this, this should not happen or whatever the case may be. So I would, I would definitely say, like, Michael Vick, like, regardless, like, overall great athlete, because I feel like as good as he was on the court, he's just as great off the court as well. Um, I yeah. feel like he influenced a lot of football players, a lot of football players. I feel like that's why I feel like he's like the AI for football. Because he oh, was no, just they, that you know, they came from the same. They, they came from the same area, right? I you didn't even know that. Newport yeah. News? They both from Virginia. Like They both is, yeah, they came from the same area. They well, that they makes school sense. together. But they were no. a little, there's a little bit of a gap. No, because I, Iverson, Iverson went to Georgetown by 96. Michael Vick didn't enter college till what, 98 or something like that? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of a gap between them. But you should watch the 30 for 30s. They're both from the same area, Newport Newport News, Virginia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope stories. 
Yeah, no, I can see the sim that makes sense now. I can see the similarities. So obviously, uh, we didn't really touch on it, but you guys obviously are from Wichita. Y'all grew up in Wichita. Uh, talk to me about what it was like growing up and just like some of the memorable, maybe like spots or locations that you guys would probably go to in Wichita if there were any. No offense. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Skates, man. What about oh, uh, hey, y'all remember Joyland? Hell yeah. Joyland, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wichita is um it's like a medium-sized city, probably around when we were growing up, it was around four hundred thousand people in the metro area. Uh it's a good place to grow up, I would say. Um, yeah. but uh, it wasn't one of those places that it's a, de not a destination city, I don't think, for anyone. But I mean I mean, growing up, like, I remember, like, we had, like, an amusement park, you know, called Joyland, and, like, we used to go there in the summertime or whatever, and, like, uh, shit, that shit run down now, ain't it? Yeah, it's not around anymore. Yeah, but I remember, like, I just remember, like, that was probably some place growing up that was something, like, a spot we used to, like, want to go to, like, Phyllis, you think you mentioned Skate East? Ooh, Skate East, boy, stop playing. Yeah, like, night, skate stop night. playing, boy. You would thought I was at Cascades. Yeah, that, was that y'all Cascade? <laughs> what? Hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. Choo -choo. I mean, it's, it's changed would, so much now. Yeah, it would change. It changed. I would say even, like, you know, going to the, uh, as far as, like, the movie theater, like, North Rock 14. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The movie theater. Mm, the North, yeah, theater. North yeah, Rock 14. Was, uh, North Rock 14. Used to be two, right? And then the one on clothes. One was over there by yeah. Rock Road, kind of close to that Walmart. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there's so many places, man. I don't know. Um, Spanish. I know for me, like in middle school and high school, like after school, like Gammon, uh, there's this elementary school named Gammon. Uh, it was like across the road a little bit. That was always like the spot after school that a lot of people would meet up at. And, yeah, you know, man. that's that was definitely a location. Um, oh, shoot, when was this? I don't remember that. It was, uh, no, that was a little bit later. That was even after my time. <laughs> I would say growing up, man, like going to high school games was the shit you know what i mean like football friday night games basketball man. season I, again like i said earlier like man wichita really had a lot of athletes and i'm not talking about football i'm talking about hoopers the women's basketball games at heights high bro must see tv you know a wow. lot of a lot of most at least in wichita the women's varsity the girls varsity <laughs> game was before like the boys varsity game and depending on what school you went to the women, maybe the girls' games weren't as competitive, and then everybody would come to the boys' game. Let's say they started at, like, 6.30 and 8.30. And it would be kind of thin for the girls' game. And then when the boys' game, that's, like, prime time, everybody's re ready for that, kind of like a fight, like the undercard and the main event type deal. Mm -hmm. At Heights, the girls' game was packed because they were that good. I loved going to uh, basketball games, like – you would just go hang out with your friends, put on a little outfit, you know, try to talk to girls this other third. And then obviously Friday night lights, um, you know, sports, sports was huge for, at least for us growing up. So that's something that, you know, Wichita is a smaller community and a lot of people, it's like a, the biggest mid-major city that a lot of people have never heard of. It's not as small as people think it is. Yeah. However, it feels a lot smaller. Uh, but when you, when that's all, you know, it's not, you don't know any different, you know what I mean? So you find yourself really kind of enjoying all the things that we talked about. And, um, yeah, going to football games, going to basketball games was 
probably some of the best memories in high school. So would you guys all collectively say that Wichita is like when they, when they say like, you know how Houston is known for like the chopped and screw culture, the slabs and all that stuff. Would you say like Wichita is really known for like their sports history or just like sports in general? Or would you say they're known for something else more so than sports? I don't, I don't know if we have an identity like that culturally. I mean, I think, I mean, we know locally what we have because that's where we went, where we went. But like, it, I don't think it, it, it has that kind of identity, like, you know, outside the city. Like, like, like yeah. yeah. So, I mean, culture. Go ahead, Juju. No, I would, I would say now, I would feel like, I don't know, maybe also with, you know, you know, social media and things like that to where, you know, a lot of more athletes are getting known in Wichita. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it'd be kind of hard to say, like, you know, that would be Wichita's identity. Um, like, you know, of course, we knew that, man, we had a lot of talent and athletes and stuff in the city. But, yeah, I feel like now there's, there's a little more, you know, exposure, I would say, to that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. So, Kenneth, I got to ask you something. For the audience, for those that don't know, Kenneth's um, nickname is Choo Choo. So that's his nickname. Um, so I need to ask you this question because I need to know. My mom swears up and down, up and down, that she gave you the name Choo Choo. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely a fact. Your mom did <laughs> name me Choo Choo. She did. This, does she, does she, I don't know the story. Did she tell you the story or did your mom tell you how Choo Choo even came about? Yeah, she, um, yeah, she told me the story a couple of times. She was just, and then my mom, she told me a few times as well, but it was just kind of, you know, obviously, you know, it ties in with my middle name, but she said it was just how I used to crawl on the floor as a baby. And that's where she just started just saying like Choo Choo. So, that's where it came from. Yeah. Did you ever want, did you ever like, did you like, like the nickname or did you ever want to change it? Like, you, you, like, you know what? Honestly, um, I would say, I say elementary, like late elementary, um, you know, uh, is when, you know, I started having like friends come over and, you know, things like that. And so, you know, obviously my brothers, <laughs> my siblings and my mom and stuff, they would be calling me like Choo Choo and like, Team boy and stuff like that. So, you know, but they only knew me as Kenneth. So they was like, well, what is Choo, Choo Choo? And so, like, then we would go to school and they, we would go to school and they would say it. And I'd be like, man, don't be calling me that. Like, you know, things like that. But then yeah. over time, it just, yeah, over time, it just kind of just stuck. And then, you know, now it's like, you know, people call me that more than my actual name. So that's crazy. That's kind of. Yeah, it wasn't cool to be. It wasn't cool to be African back in the day. Oh, that's true, definitely. Now, <laughs> and it's, it's 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 great. Don't get me wrong. Like now, it's it's an awareness. Everybody wants to kind of represent, you know, uh, their African culture. Everybody wants to take their ancestry DNA. I'm West African. I'm this, that, and the third. In the '90s. It was not cool. To I forget be African booty scratcher. African booty scratcher. Hey, man, that, what? That's uh, all. It you, was. Do you talk it, like it, this? Yeah, yeah exactly. What yeah. do you eat for dinner? If you didn't have a wet and wavy, and you wouldn't, and you didn't look like Lil Fizz, hey, that's a fact. So now you today, like we, these are our, our home names that we would call each other, and then 
other people would hear each other, hear us communicate, I'm like, what is what what they calling you? Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. You know what I mean? So <laughs> but back in the day, but people don't I tell Erica this all the time, like you have to realize like back in the day, it was not cool to be other than, you know, mixed, light skin, da 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 da, this, that, and the third. And when you was dark skin and you was African, you was just like, nah, I'm just regular black. I'm just regular black. Chill, chill. Or when they turn off the lights and be like, oh, where is this person? All the other oh, shit. Of course, bro, yeah. of course. So that's kind of, I feel like as we all got older, you know, throughout, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, we all just, you know, naturally started embracing our Nigerian culture, the food that we eat, having people over, how we communicate, how we talk to each other, sharing our home life because our home life was very different than our school life. And um, I feel like now that we're older, like everybody refers to Chuchu as Chuchu, but back in the day it was like, hey, bro, chill, chill. Call me yeah. Kenny. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey. <laughs> but nah, isn't it crazy though? Like I feel like over time, obviously like I feel like since we have more access to like who we are as people and stuff like that, that people are really embracing, you know, Nigerian culture. Like people are now like eating or eating the food. Like people are listening like back then, like hearing like Afrobeats on the radio or anything they were outside other than your house was like unheard of. Nowadays it's like you hear it everywhere. It's completely everywhere. normal. Uh, I was actually it's, it's now, I was actually talking to a friend because I was I was like, in my opinion, I felt like besides hip hop right now in recent years, like Afrobeats is probably the second most popular genre like in music. Oh, yeah. He felt he felt like it was actually the most popular genre in the world right now, which I yeah. and I honestly wouldn't be mad at that, too. It's just crazy how like, even like people are now. Yeah, like during the holidays, people are going to Nigeria, people are going to Ghana to like, you know, as a vacation spot. It's just crazy how like things change. Yeah, I came back from when I was in the Caribbean for my honeymoon, like there was they were playing more Afro beats than, you know, what you would consider like Caribbean music. And I'm not familiar with all the artists that they have in St. Lucia and stuff like that. But they were playing a lot of the mainstream Afro beats that you would hear, shoot, like in the clubs in Houston and stuff like that. It's Mm -hmm. just but the thing about it is like Afrobeats and, you know, that type of music has always impacted music, but it hasn't always gotten its proper stage Respect, yeah. to, to be represented, to be heard. So you can't talk about you can't talk about jazz and blues and hip hop and all these other genres without talking about shit, reggaeton. You can't talk about all these different genres of music without talking about music that comes from Africa. So. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, Phyllis, my question, obviously, for you is, um, you know, recently you got married. So congratulations. Obviously, I, I, you know, I had the honor to be part of the wedding as well. Like, can you just talk to me about what it how important it was to have your brothers beside you uh, during that whole process? Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we came from a big family, not only like sibling wise, but um, you know, Dion and my mom, our mom and Dion's mom, they're sisters. And, you know, in that generation, it's nine of them. And so we just come from a very big family and a big sense of community. So um, it was it was dope being able to kind of be in that moment, enjoy that moment, create that memory with my family next to me. My brothers were there. My cousins were there. And the wedding wasn't big. It was intimate and um to me it was it's it's a great feeling when you're able to bring somebody else 
into your family dynamic, into your circle of friends, you know, whatever the case is. And they embrace that person, you know, and, and they develop a relationship with that person outside of you. And, you know, they feel comfortable. And, you know, it's that that dynamic for me and Erica has been something that I'm extremely grateful for. And I kind of want everybody to experience that so that, you know, you have all these things that you love about this person that you're uh, spending time with. And it's like, well, shoot, I, I want y'all to, to see how how dope she is or how dope he is. So to have that wedding. It's just, it was just like the 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 event that after all these years of like developing relationships and hanging out with her people and her hanging out with my people and creating memories, going places, kicking and traveling, eating food, hangouts, game nights, to be able to have like so much love in the room on the day just really spoke toward a lot of the stuff that has led up to this point, you know, the, the, I guess the investment <clears throat> of time with her family and with my family and the investment of time that y'all have spent with her. So, I mean, it was really dope, man. I, I, I mean, we still kind of just sit back and just talk about how cool it was. So yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah. Shout out Erica, by the way, shout out Erica. Um, <laughs> so, so Eric, um, my question for you is like, would you be in the oldest? Uh, obviously I have, you know, I can relate to it. Being the oldest in the Nigerian household is almost like your second job, your first job, if anything. Um, so, like, did you ever feel the pressure of having to set an example for your brothers or just for your whole family? Um, I mean, I don't know if it was pressure. I mean, I, I kind of knew that, like, I had, I, I kind of knew that, like, being the first one to experience a lot of things in life, a lot of milestones in life, that I wanted my siblings to have a good path to follow you know um i wanted to make sure i did things right um uh i kind of think that you know i try to make good decisions as a kid you know try to get good grades try to um you know do things the right way um so i don't know if it was pressure i definitely felt like i wanted to try you know to make sure that they um i could help them any way i could like hey this is my experience doing this you might want to try that or what have you um so uh I, I yeah I, I think I don't know I I guess it was pressure but it wasn't like pressure that I felt like overwhelmed by a time you know sometimes I kind of felt like you know I couldn't make a mistake because you know my parents wanted me to be successful and stuff and I, but I don't know I, I tried to do the best I could and I and at the end of the day I did think I made choices in my life that I felt were best for me and hopefully you know when, when they were coming behind they could say well you know, if he could do it, I can go even farther than him. So that's the best. I mean, that's kind of way I, that's what I, uh, that's what I kind of, that's how I kind of looked at it. But pressure, I'm not sure, but definitely wanted to, I definitely wanted to try my best. And I think yeah. that's what I tried as a group of, uh, when I was, you know, making my way through life, I guess. Yeah. And also, like you said, you know, making your way through life, you know, your brothers are with you, whether they're not, whether they're there physically or not, they're with you every step of the way. So for uh, for you, Eric, what was like some of the biggest advice that you've received from each of your brothers? Some of the biggest advice I received. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, let me go. I mean, I think from like talking to Phillips a lot. Me and Phillips are a little bit closer in age, so like we've had a lot of similar experiences. Um, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I I've noticed in my life sometimes I can kind of like, you know, I can I can tend to be a little like. 
emotional. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I can like think a little, I can I can act before I think. And I think one mm-hmm. thing that I've always felt Phillips has helped me with is making sure, hey, bro, relax. You know what I'm saying? Think this through logically, step by step. Sometimes when I feel like maybe things aren't going well or things are like, I'm just like, am I, sometimes I'm overthinking things. Phil helps me balance that out. You know what I mean? I've always been, I've always appreciated that about him. He's very logical, methodical, the way he thinks. Um, uh, sometimes a little pragmatic and it helps me a lot, a lot. Cause sometimes I can be a little too like, you know, gung ho about things. Um, I've always appreciated that about him. He kind of helps balance that out. Um, I think with Kenneth, you know, Kenneth is, uh, you know, Choo Choo uh, is, is he's a lot more reserved than I think either of us are. And sometimes with Choo Choo, when I talk to Choo Choo about things, you know, he he's he ain't a man of a lot of words. But when Choo Choo speak, I listen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember like a couple of years. I remember. Oh, man, we ain't going to do this on the podcast. I'll say this. I'm going to keep it light. You know what I'm saying? Keep it light. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, you know, a few years back, Kenneth remembers, you know, I was, you know, going through my, trying to get, you know, take my boards. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, I'm a doctor, so I had to go get these board exams to say that I'm certified or whatever. So, you know, I was, you know, I was studying hard, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a tough little path, you know, one of these, one of those days I had kind of a rough day, you know, studying. I was like, man, bro, this shit, like, this shit hard, man, you know? And, you know, me and Ken just, he's like, hey, Let's go get some, you know, me and Ken, we went out to go get ice cream, you know, just go chill and talk, man. He was just like, man, bro, you got it. You can do it. Don't trip. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is what you built for. This is your, this is what you, this is your path, you know? And like, things like that always stuck with me. In fact, I think I, dude, I don't know, we, I'm going on message. I think I just texted you about that randomly some few months back, like telling you that I remember that. I just wanted to say, tell you thanks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I, I, yeah you know what I'm saying? Because it was one of those great memories I had because like, you know, it wasn't one of those conversations where we were sitting there talking for three hours or nothing like that. It was just one of those, like, we just had a sweet exchange. We just chat. We just chilled, and we just talked for a little bit. And, you know, and even in that moment, you didn't need a whole lot as far as, like, do this, do that, do that. It was just more so, like, having somebody around that just knew that you was, you know, you needed some help or just needed just somebody to be there. Yeah. And, that's, that's, and I think that's what I appreciate for sure. Gotcha. Uh, Phyllis, what are some of the biggest advice you've received from each of your brothers? Okay, I'll start with Choo Choo. Um, so <laughs> I've had the same car. This is probably one of my favorite like memories. I've had the same car <laughs> since two since I graduated from college, two thousand and thirteen. I bought my my car. Still got it to this day. So I remember I was kind of like going through like the car shopping process, and like there was a that was probably like one of the first times where something that I really wanted was not what my parents would approve of but not in a and it was just kind of like like petty stuff it wasn't the fact that i was trying to get a motorcycle or i was trying to you know get a car that was you know way above what i should be spending it was just like i like this car because it checks all the boxes in terms of like reliability blah 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 how practical it is but it looks cool you know what i mean and i was when i was 20 uh, when I was 22, like you want something like that you feel proud driving, like as a young man. Anyway, so my parents were didn't they didn't really care for like well, just really like my pops didn't really care for the type of the car that I was looking to get, and it was still within a reasonable price range. It was a respectable car. It's a Nissan Maxima, so let's let's yeah. be let's let's be real. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like it was a uh, Camaro or uh, you know something like that. And so I remember like wanting to get this car, but feeling like a little bit like disappointed that, you know, my pops 
didn't want me to get the car. And Choo Choo was like, man, if that's what you want, get it. And it wasn't like a long conversation. It wasn't, you know, it was just kind of one of the things like, you know what? He's right. And this is my little brother at the time just telling me like, look, and he hadn't, you know, this is, uh, he's speaking about an experience that he hasn't even, at that time, he hadn't even went through. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's the car that you want. And it checks all the boxes for you. Then you should just get it. And I was like, you know what? And the only reason I got that car is because Choo Choo told me to. Um, that, that was what kind of put me over the edge of getting the car that my dad wanted me to get and the car that I really wanted to get. And I mean, shout out Choo Choo to this day. Like, I still have that car. It's never given me an issue. Knock on wood. You know, I've had it for 10 years. It's well over 100,000 miles. And it was Choo Choo saying, you know what? If that's what you want and you've done the research and chest all the boxes, you should get it. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a small example, but it's very applicable to all types of situations. Oh, absolutely. And be there's going to be instances where, you know, you're going to want to do things that you feel are best for you, um, that maybe the people around you are going to be like, I don't know. But if you've done the research and you know what you need, then do what's best for you, because at the end of the day, it's your decision. So that's probably some of the uh, a great example of like advice that you should give me. Um, I think for for Eric, especially. kind of going through like the wedding process like he really encouraged me to do he really encouraged me to kind of not worry about the noise you feel what i'm saying like hey look we're gonna do what we're gonna do what we need to do. Everybody's gonna kind of fall in line because wedding planning can be very stressful. And for those that and, and for those that don't know, Nigerian culture is very extravagant, very a lot of pageantries, everything is on a grand level, grand stage, which is beautiful. That's part of the culture. But you know, when I'm paying for it, it's like, hey, hold on now. You yeah. know, do, do all of these things. <laughs> Shit, even Dion, your mom was sending me stuff on WhatsApp, like, we should get I- this. We should get that. And I'm like, Auntie, what the fuck, bro? Like, she was like, we should hire somebody to dance. Like, we should hire some kids to come and do a routine. I'm oh like, my hey, God. It was a lot. You know, and like, a lot of it was like joke. At least I thought it was jokes because I was not taking it serious. She was sending me like Facebook links, like at least one a month leading up, like six months leading up to the wedding. It's like, oh, have you <laughs> this is how you guys should enter the wedding. This is how you guys should enter the wedding. I'm like, Auntie, you got to chill, bro. Anyway, um, so I think, nah, shout you, know, my mom. <laughs> and, you know, I think, yeah, shout out Auntie. Uh, it, it was all in good. Uh, she had good intentions, but it was it was a lot. Um, you know, Eric has always encouraged me to like be be confident in the decisions that I've made. And he's always empowered me to, you know, feel like I'm doing what's best for me as well. And he's always like, hey, look, don't worry about that other shit. Like, don't worry about the people who are kind of chiming in on what you want to do. Um, because when you become, when you get older, man, and you are starting to navigate paths that a lot of people haven't been in, or you're doing things maybe that are different than your parents, and you're always going to have people kind of like chiming in. And Eric's one of them, he's one of them that's going to shut it down quick. Like, I don't care. So, you know, I, we talk to him all the time. and He'd be like, look, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? You're doing exactly what you need to be doing. And uh, everybody else is just going to kind of fall in line. And for me, do, throughout this whole entire wedding process, that was huge, man. Because, 
you know, not only my family, my mom and her siblings, like Erica's people, like there's just so many moving parts that you kind of need those check-ins just to kind of ground you a little bit and realize like, look, everything is going to come together the way it's supposed to and to keep going. Yeah. And Kenneth, what is the biggest advice you received from your older brothers? Man, uh, I would say it's it's even more than an advice in a way. It's just like, um, obviously, you know, with them being my older brothers, like they experience, you know, different things before me and, you know, you know, they had their walks of life and, you know, in similar ways, but also different. Um, so, you know, I was just able to see things in a different perspective, but I mean, like overall, like, you know, like for Eric, you know, uh, well, both my brothers, um, you know, like they just over time, like they just continue to give me confidence in myself, you know, um, as, as as far as just like realizing what, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's outside sports, whether it's different things that I want to do, because um, I would say they're. I mean, even even until now, like, I feel like, you know, in a way, like, I'm still, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, my, like, my next move or, like, you know, where I can, you know, put my foot, my footing in, you know, find that traction on, you know, and it's just, like, no matter what it is, like, they both, you know, just, you know, just keep telling me to, you know, just just keep it pushing, you know, keep going, like, there's another step. Um, like for Eric, um, I would say like, you know, even as a kid, like I remember, I don't know what was going on, but like, I, like one summer I was just like, man, I don't want to play football. Like I want to take a summer off or something crazy like that. And, and he was just like, nah, bro. Like, nah, like, nah, you know, like you're not taking the summer off like, and obviously, you know, it was more than just me saying I wanted to take the summer off. Like he knew, you know, that like what type of person I was, like the player I was, like, you know, the talent that I had at the time that I didn't even, you know, completely, you know, believe in, you know. And then, you know, just, you know, different other different things of just, you know, giving me advice on like, you know, the next step on on what I should do and his perspective on you know, things that he may have already experienced. Um, and, man, like, like I said, and, it, and it's really both of them, man, like, just really just been there for me, like, when, at times when I wasn't expecting it, on at times when I needed them, you know, just being able to just have conversations about different things. Um, and, like, you know, for Uche, it's just like, uh, sometimes, like I, in I guess I can say, like when I ask for an opinion about something, it may not be what I want to hear. Mm, you know, like yeah, I may want to, I it may like I may think like I, you know, I, I want to go this route or I want to let me think about it this way, and then you know he he gives like a whole different perspective, like a whole and just kind of. And it's not like, you know, you should do it this way. It's just, you know, just kind of flips your flips your mind on, you know, okay, well, you should think of it, you know, in a different perspective or, you know, this is a step or like trust, I guess, really just trust in the process with things, 
Because I mean, even for him, like, you know, in different aspects of his life, it's like a process. So like, even with him getting married recently, it's like, you know, the process, you know, so it's like, kind of realizing like things don't everything's not and I, I'm I guess I could say I'm kind of one of those people where it's like I kind of get my mind on something and I'm just like I want that to happen like you know right now or like tomorrow next week nah, you know and it's and it's kind of hard to kind of like flip my brain to you know switch like you know trust the process so like I would say definitely advice from him is just kind of like just trusting the process and then also making like the right steps now to for something you know to happen later and you know it'd be good and be beneficial and you know things like that so i would definitely say like you know for both of them like and then it's just there's not really much i can't you know talk to them about i mean at times like i would say i kind of you know am a little reserved or kind of you know key to myself and may not say too much at times, but, you know, like I said, there's, there's not really much I can't, you know, talk, come talk to them about or just even, um, you know, look at the things that they both accomplished in their lives, you know, and how they got there in the process and the work that they put in, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's just really motivating, honestly, like, and I guess I could say I'm one of them people as well, like, I kind of, you know, I'll go off more of like actions than words. So, you know, just seeing my brothers do it, you know, seeing them, you know, be successful, seeing, you know, the things that they've been through in their lives growing up, the, you know, the goods, the bads, the uglies, whatever thing you may not, you know, want to talk about. But hey, like, you know, that's that's just how, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And, you know, obviously, you know, for them to be where they are today, like, you know, that's just based off them, you know, continuing, just want to be better for themselves. So at the end of the day, when I'm feeling a certain way, like I look at them and, you know, that makes me still want to be better or still want to be, hey, like, you know, I'm in this position now, but in a year from now or a month from now or two years, three years or three days, like it may be completely different, you know, and just, you know, always having their support, you know, you know, something that, Shit, man, money came by. Nah, absolutely. Look at look at little bro giving big bros their flowers. That's why we're here on this podcast, man. We were here to hey, give man, everybody their flowers. I'm just keeping it real, bro. Just keeping it real, man. No, facts, facts. Uh Eric, uh, my question to you is what is something that you like really admire about each of your brothers? What is something that you admire? Man, um honestly, let's 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 do this. Um I think for Philip, I really admire, um, honestly, I really admire the way he thinks through things, how he's able to communicate what he's feeling, how he wants to say things. Um, it's something I'm still even, I'm older than him by three years, and I'll still be someone like, hey, bro, how should I say this? Yeah. <laughs> so I envy that, not envy, but I definitely admire that. Like, he's able to communicate what he's saying. He's able to say it in a way that is palatable for just about anybody. And you ain't going <laughs> like, not gonna you're not gonna misunderstand what he's saying <laughs> you know what oh I mean? not nah, like, no way he's gonna come at you real level head he's gonna come at you real like dun 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 and you're like oh damn i really can't twist that up he really said it straight up so <laughs> so the way he communicates with people whether it's his wife or whether it's us as a family even his friends i see how he does his work stuff too like it's just like he just snaps into this mode like oh he's gonna get these words off he's gonna get his point across in a way that 
you know, and, and, and the way to communicate like that, to, to be a good communicator is a very underrated skill. And I think I love the way my brother communicates because it helps me, you know, because I've, I've tried to like, okay, let me, what would Philip do? Well, how would he say this? That, I literally just said that to him. Literally, like, honestly, I'll be like, I'll be dealing with people in my life. I'll be like, how would Philip say this? Because I feel like if I'm over, I might, I might fuck this up. So and he knows that I called him. Hey, bro, am I, am I tripping? Am I tripping if I say this like this? I, like, no, you ain't tripping. You ain't tripping. Oh, nah, nigga, actually, turn it, turn it down a few notches. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um. So I mean, I, I've always, been, I've always admired that. Um. For Kenneth. I'll be like this. Kenneth has always been himself, unapologetically. Like, no, you know, don't say that. I swear. Man, you know what I'm saying? Kenneth is his <laughs> own oh, man. He marches to the, he he will not be influenced by the masses. <laughs> he, he marches like, to the beat of his own drum. Hundred percent. Like, so he's like Kenneth's always chill. We we be like Kenneth, man. All five of us, there's six of us in the family, six of us are watching this show. We like, yo, Kenneth. He like, nah, it's not really my thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're like all five of us are in this. Like we like, we talking about it in the group chat. Campus was like, "Oh, for real? That's cool. All right, bro. <laughs> that's absolute facts, bro." <laughs> like Game of Thrones, all five of us in it. Kenneth to this day ain't seen one minute. <laughs> uh, I'm good. Hey, yeah, how many seasons? Six seasons. I know, but hey, I uh, might. Yeah, <laughs> sound good. <laughs> In this world where everybody wants to kind of copy somebody else, like I've always admired the fact that Kim's always gonna be himself. That's always gonna just listen to himself first and whatever he wants to do, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just what he's gonna do. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like I think that's an under I think that's another thing that so many people want to be accepted by the world. They want to look, they wanna fit in, they wanna just be like everybody else. But Kenneth, I've always admired the fact that he's always just gonna do him. And uh, and and that's something I've always admired from afar, for sure. Well, not even from afar. I'm next to him all the time, but I've always admired that for sure. Hundred percent, Kenneth. What is something that you've admired about Phillips and Eric? Man, I I would say um, I start with Phillips, like kind of go off what my brother was saying, just just the way he kind of just thinks about things. It's just like you know he really thinks things through. It's like before he even makes a step, it's kind of like calculated in a way, you know, and like, I don't even know really how to explain it, but it's just like, you know, if, if you know him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, he doesn't just do something to do it. There's a end game, there's a, you know, there's a benefit, there's like, you know, or he's doing it for somebody, like he's not just gonna, you know, do something or put himself in a situation or just be, you know, yeah, like, oh, I'm cool with that. Like, no, like, he needs to know what 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 the hell is going on, you know, <laughs> like, what, like, what's this about, you know? And so it's like, like, I admire that because, you know, sometimes with me, like, sometimes I'll just, okay, like, like, it's on my mind right now. That's what I need to do. I'm going to do it. But then I kind of, like, take a step back, like, okay, let me just, you know, think about this for a second, you know, and, is this something that I need to do? Is this the right move to make? You know, so that's definitely something I admire. Um, and then, like, with Eric as well, it's just like, man, like, from when I was a kid till now, like, how he's able to, like, read things, like, in, like, I don't, like, people read, right? Like, people read and, you know, think they understand, but, like, yeah. it's like he's almost like a, 
like a, I don't even like a dictionary, like the, the way he, you know, like it, like exactly. And it's one of those things, like again, like you have to know him to understand what I'm talking about. But it's just like it, I've just always admired that, you know, because like I feel at times, like you know, I it, sometimes it's hard for me to just sit down and just really just try and you know get understand certain things. And like with him, it's just like you know, he just. And it's like he has that, um, like that's just something like he he really enjoys as well. Like I, I want to find this information out. Like I want to, you know, like we'll be in the group chat. And he's like sending random like, you know, history lessons. Like, you know, I'm just like, you know, no, like, it's like damn, like this shit is dope. Like, yeah. where is this? That's you know right. what I mean? And then like he'll post it, and then he'll even put the information about it, you know, and like, oh, like okay, I'm like, damn, I want to open like up a history book. Like you know what I mean? Like, but like he's always been like that. Like that's just him. Like you know, he enjoys like you know finding like that stuff and yeah. reading up on things and you know finding information, more information on things, and just like yeah, that's something like I've always admired. Um, and that's why I feel like you know the way he thinks and you know how he goes about a lot of things is also what he's read and the information that he's understanding. So like, yeah, definitely those two for sure. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Phyllis, what's something you admired um, about um, Eric and Kenneth? Yeah. Um, I'll start with Choo Choo, man. Look, this dude Choo Choo, man. <laughs> everybody loves Choo Choo. Like this dude is unapologetically himself. He his demeanor, like I've always admired his demeanor because, like, even though Choo Choo is not the most vocal person, you know what I mean. But people are like naturally just drawn to him. They think he's so cool. You know what I mean. They want to know what's going on every time we have some. Where Choo Choo at? Where Choo Choo at? Like, yeah, every I time. Asking, I hope, hope you're asking about me when I'm not here. Like, Hey, my brother, like he just doesn't have to try hard. Um, he does and not. Also, you know, to take it a step further, like Chuchu's also like done a lot of. He's probably some one of the earlier ones in the family to start doing things a little bit differently. You know what I mean? Because we grew up in a very strict household. Like you Nigerian, you know how it goes. Like you got to follow this path. Blah blah blah. Yep. Chuchu was probably like, in, not in a crazy way, but like you know, Chuchu has locks. Chuchu got his ear pierced. Uh, his he ha has his ears pierced like Choo Choo got the first one in the family to get tattoos like you know good ones but yeah uh, it's not like crazy like face tats or nothing like that but that's to me was always admirable because like we grew up in a household where like you know you didn't really want to stray from the path that you were supposed to be on so the fact like and I'm talking about in high school Choo Choo was like man look Choo -choo, when you get your ears pierced you were in college then yeah, yeah, I was in college. Yeah, like he was always kind of like, you know, going back to like Chuchu just does his own thing. Like, look, he wanted to get his ears pierced, you know, Nigerian culture, at least at that time. And now it's a lot cooler with like all these, you know, Afrobeast artists and stuff like that. But, you know, back, you know, even five, five plus years ago, it was not one of them things where, you know, African dads was super excited about it. <laughs> the fact that Chuchu has always kind of been like, you know what? I mean, I'm about to do this shit. And he and he just does it. And it always like, oh my God, look at his ear. I'm like, bro, for years, yeah. for years, this was like 
the worst thing you could possibly do with your body than Chuchi gets ear pierced and all of a sudden my mom is a fan. Bro, what? Like, that <laughs> happened. Chuchi got a tattoo. My mom's like, oh, it looks so great. I'm like, bro, is this is this real life? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's just the Chuchu effect. Like, he just does his own thing. Um, you know, none of it is like crazy or, you know, outlandish, but he just does his own thing, man. And everybody just is naturally drawn to him and like, everybody loves Chuchu. So that's something that a lot of people they seek like validation and acceptance and stuff like that. And Chuchu just kind of one of the people that it just kind of comes naturally. Yeah. So that's what I've always admired about my little brother. Um, and then for Eric, I mean, Eric and our family has always been the trailblazer, you know, for those who don't know who, who might listen to this podcast later, like Eric is 35 years old and he is a medical doctor. Um, that is unheard of. You feel what I'm saying? In terms of young black doctors that are men. And I know Eric be like, he's not, he's not one to really toot his own horn. And sometimes you would have thought that Eric just, you know, works a, you know, part-time job, you know, doing <laughs> as a cashier, you know, no shade to people who <laughs> cashiers, but like, bro, he don't never talk about it. So the fact, I mean, that, that to that is to be celebrated, especially in our community. So for being the oldest and being like having a background that we have, you know, for Eric to do what he's done, that shit wasn't easy. Like I, I saw it. I'm like, I don't know how he doing any of this. You feel what I'm saying? Man, so, man. And then and then to do it and to do it with no um, examples or few examples. I'm not going to say none, but a few examples. You know, our, our childhood doctor uh, growing up, he was a Nigerian guy. So and shout out to Dr. Hubbison in Wichita. But a few examples, and I'm, you know, sure a lot of his classmates, my dad is a doctor, my mom is a doctor, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents, this, that, and the third. So we're just like first-gen kids just like literally figuring it out and, and, and briefing our parents as things are happening. You know what I mean? Like I'm literally telling my mom what to sign as I'm telling her. I'm explaining it to her as as she's signing it. It's like, yo, I need you to sign this paper. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a permission slip. To da, 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 da. We didn't grow up opposite where, you know, our mom was like, hey, make sure I need to sign this paper for you. It's like, nah, I'm literally telling you what I need as we're going to get what I need. You feel what I'm saying? So to be able to, um, he's always had that passion for like information and learning and books. And that's something like he is in a class of his own. But to be able to do that despite all of the um, adversity at times and uh, to stay focused and to do what he wanted to do and, you know, pursue his passion. He's probably the only person that I know that he is living his like, what do you want to call it? Like childhood, childhood dream. Like, you know, working in corporate America was not a childhood dream. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like, hey, I'm here, you know, I love, you know, my job is dope. Like, you know, not, not anything against, you know, anybody who has, you know, works a nine to five or nothing like that. But for somebody to say at how and how old you are, like 10 years old, like I want to be a medical doctor. Everybody says that, bro. And it's like now you in your 30s and you're a real life medical doctor and you're black and you're in your 30s. That's insane. So anyways, that that to me is like to be celebrated. And it's a great example for oh, like. Get with today's show. I want to tell you. Oh, dang. It. Dang. Okay. No. Nah, it... <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, no, but that that to me is to be celebrated. <laughs> it's uh, I don't think he realizes and appreciates how much uh, example he set, not only for our family, but for everybody who knows you. 
Everybody be like, man, I, yeah, I know a doctor. Yeah, my homeboy, I, I bet you. My homeboy, yeah, he a doctor. He a doctor in Houston. <laughs> my brother's a doctor. Yeah, my brother's a physician. Everybody be gassing him up. But, you know, Eric is just naturally a humble a humble guy and doesn't really, doesn't need to. And uh, But, shoot, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, that's one thing I've always uh, just respected about my brother. Yeah, and just to add to Eric, how important um, Eric is to just, like, the family in general, like, He's probably the first person I knew growing up that, you know, growing up in Nigeria, like your parents like, oh, you need to be a doctor or lawyer. So Eric genuinely wanted to be a doctor. It wasn't and like some, it. yeah, it's not some, something that it, his parents instilled in him or made him do or forced him to do. He genuinely wanted to do it and he did it, you know, and he set that yeah. example and created that legacy for our family. And, I, you know, obviously Eric, well, when people listen to this podcast, he'll be 36. I just wanted to correct that. that. But, um, Eric is definitely uh, important, like, and what he's done is important <clears throat> for just us in general. So, like, you know, celebrating, you know, all you guys and what you guys have done always, always inspired me to just reach for more. So my final question to you guys, and I'm going to start with Kenneth, is who do you want to give your flowers to? It could be anybody and it could be multiple people. Who do you want to give your flowers to right now? Um, I mean, hey, we on the Brothers Podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and give my flowers <laughs> to my brothers. You know, I'm going to give it to them. Uh, I'm going to give you know, I'm gonna give your flowers, bro, because, you know, I remember how we started, you know, resting around at the house in the summer, and now look at you, you know, you got your podcast, doing your yeah. thing, make, continuing to make a name for yourself. Um, um, And that's just good to see um, all of us on this call, you know, being able Absolutely. to talk about, talk about all these things. Um, But, yeah, you know, my brothers for sure just, you know, always being there for me, you know, no matter what it is. Um, every step of the way, like, you know, I, I mean, there's countless, countless, I can't even just start, you know, naming different things, but there's just countless times, like, you know, um, where I've just, you know, reached out to them, needed them. Like I said, even times when I didn't need them, you know, times when they have their own, you know, issues, things going on, they're trying to figure out their own and they are still, you know, always there for me, you know, so, and then, you know, just, you know, Dion, like I said, you know, just seeing you continue to grow, you know, into a grown man, you know, that's a girlfriend. Who knows? You might be getting married pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, just wait on it. Shout out to Milan. I love you, girl. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. Not just wait on it. Not like that. Not like that. Did you wait on it? Not like that. But you know what I mean. But no, nah, it's just good to see. And I think, you know, this is something that we definitely need to do more in the black community. So, you know, I just want to give all three of y'all y'all flowers for being, you know, three strong black men um, and just continuing to be ourselves and, you know, just continuing to grow. So, that's Hey, appreciate it, man. Phillips, uh, who do you want to give your flowers to? It can be multiple people. It can be anybody. Um, everybody on this call is getting the flowers, man. I appreciate my brothers just for the bond that we have. A lot of people have siblings, but a lot of them, I've, I've, as I've gotten older, man, I've really appreciated how we've been able to to still maintain uh, our close knit family dynamic that we had when we were kids and we were all living in the same house, like as grown men. You know, everybody lives in different places. Everybody has, you know, different situations. Like I just got married, blah blah blah. So the fact that we're still able to make time for each other, support each other when we need, have that sense of community give i'm gonna give choo choo and ugo their flowers and then for you dion as well like a lot of the same things that choo choo said man to see you um from a little kid to just coming into your own 
as, as a man, man, you're so, you're so eclectic. You're so, um, you're such a creative man and you've always been unapologetically yourself. I feel like every time I talk to you, even though I'm six years older than you, you always kind of put me up on something new, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's just, and that's just something like, I know I can have them type of conversations with you. Like Dion knows, you know, in terms of the creative space, what what's going on. So, and also creating this forum for people to kind of talk and discuss and, you know, give each other those positive affirmations. And, you know, sometimes in everyday life, you just get so busy. You just don't take the time to really tell each other, you know, what, what you, what we need to hear. Like the, that y'all know I love y'all, but sometimes being able to sit down and, and tell you why is, is it just a, it's a great feeling. So I appreciate you, you know, taking this podcast from a, taking this from an idea to an Instagram page to a podcast. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see how it continues to grow. And I would love to come back to do an episode uh, in the future. Oh yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Eric, who do you want to give your flowers to? I'm going to go, I'm going to continue what we're doing, man. First of all, Dion, listen, I remember a conversation we had right around uh, after, after, was it the George Floyd protest? And you were just talking about, yeah. you, were trying find, you were trying to find your way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you spend a little like pressure from the parentals about what you're going. You are finishing up SFA at the time. You just, man, I just want to do, I, I want to do media. I want to like get into, you know what I'm saying? You want to, yeah. I guess what I'm saying yeah. is it's like to see you still grinding, man. I'm seeing you, what you posting on social media. I mean, honestly, appreciate you for, like I talk to my brothers every day, honestly, but the first to sit down in this form and just kind of just share some memories and just share some, you know, some little, some deeper things besides, you know, some of the stuff we always talk about. Like, yeah. I think this was a great form and I appreciate you for like letting us do that and bring it together under your banner. You feel me? And I, I, I appreciate that. Um, Definitely. So, um, you know, cause like, I mean, we had some fun times as children. You were like our fourth brother, you know what I'm saying? Is Even though you look nothing like us, you were tall and skinny. <laughs> And we're all kind of more stockier. <laughs> yeah, muscular, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's yeah. Dion is our cousin, man. So, anyway, short story is that Dion, first, first of all, flies for you, for sure. Um, Like what Philip said, man, like, a lot of people, like, have siblings, man. They don't talk to them every day. They're not super close. They don't really hang out. They don't, you know, like, and for me to, like, just be, and shout out my three sisters, our three sisters, too. Like, the six of us, I think, honestly, I feel like we're closer now as adults than we were ever were as kids. But, um, my brothers, like, they're my backbone, they're my best friends, like, I talk to them about anything, I talk to them about everything, like, before I talk to somebody outside the family, I'm gonna talk to my brothers and chop it up and see what they think, you know, and each of them, um, feels a different place in my heart, you know what I'm saying, so, like, for sure, Phillips, Kenneth, Yard, you know how it is, sometimes what doesn't, what, sometimes what's understood doesn't have to be explained, but even still, just to even have that form to talk about and just remind each other, like, dang you know what i'm saying like okay i appreciate that you know so i'm always um from from the from from birth to death i mean these are my guys so for sure and just to top it all off i want to just dedicate this episode to uh our grandfather and our grandma um titus and lolo okoroha and i also want to um dedicate this uh, episode to our aunt sister stella you know, we, we miss all of them and I want to give them their flowers and we want to dedicate this episode to them. But without further ado, Eric, Phillips, Kenneth, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you, Kenneth. 
Um, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. God bless you. Um, C H O O. God bless you. C H O O. Yeah. Um, I have I have two Instagrams. Um, first one is Eric the M D E R I C T H E M D. I also do photography. Eric James visuals. That's Eric with a K E R I K J A M E S V I S U A L S. Yeah, yeah, I have two pod. I mean, not two podcasts. I have two Instagrams as well. So my personal Instagram is underscore Doctor Phil, literally D D R P H I L. And then my food Instagram is more oxtail. So that's M-O-R-E-O-X-T-A-I-L. And that's it, man. Appreciate everybody for listening to another episode of Come Get Your Flowers. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Come Get Your Flowers. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yes,